Urinary tract infections. Have you had that burning urge to pee? Had to make trips to the doctor and then antibiotics again and again? Now imagine you can make the UTIs all stop. Utiva is a brand specialized in natural UTI prevention with science and doctor-backed products. Utiva's Urinary Tract Health Supplement is a unique cranberry extract with nine times more PACs, the active molecules that typically don't exist in most cranberry products, a once-a-day pill for your daily protection. Utiva also provides D-mannose, probiotics, UTI home-based test strips, and cleansing wipes. Join over 25,000 happy customers and start your UTI-free life. Learn more at UtivaHealth.com. That's U-T-I-V-A-Health.com and get 25% off your first order. Hi, I'm Andrea Donsky, founder of NaturallySavvy.com and co-host of our Naturally Savvy podcast. And I am Lisa Davis, MPH health educator, co-host of Naturally Savvy and author of the book, Cleaning and Dirty Sex Memoir Cookbook Healthy Lifestyle Guide. At Naturally Savvy, we are here to help you make healthier lifestyle choices. So we are so honored that you are tuning in to listen to our podcast on a weekly basis. And we are here to engage you, have fun, and help you live your healthiest lifestyle. Now, on to the show. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy. I've got a fantastic guest today. His name is Patrick K. Porter, PhD. He's an award-winning scientist who has devoted his career to mental health and researching the brain. His contributions to functional neuroscience are paving the way for brainwave entrainment, a new enhanced meditation practice that brings mindfulness to the next level. He is a recipient of the 2021 Lifetime Achievement Award from the Interdisciplinary Association of Functional Neurosciences and rehabilitation. As a creator of BrainTap, Dr. Porter has emerged as a leader in the digital health and wellness field. And today we're going to be talking about brain tapping, brain fitness. This is so exciting. Hello, Dr. Porter. Welcome to Naturally Savvy. Hello. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's so nice to have you on the show. When did you first know that I want to be a neuroscientist? Well, it kind of happened almost by accident because my dad was a seminar leader in something called the Silva Method. So we started learning to meditate when I was 12, um, because he was an alcoholic, he got help with it. So he figured it was good for his nine kids. So we were in it. And then I went to school for electronics. That's why we have brain tap. But uh, my other love was meditating. So how can we combine these two? Uh, I think it happened when I met the, uh, uh, his name was Dr. Robertson, he created something called the SILS, which was a clinical model. Uh, And then I just said, well, I didn't have the money. So I said, well, why don't I go to work for them and be their researcher? So I went to work and I learned from the ground up how to do the research and how to do it. And then it just kind of fell in place that I love doing the research and love working with people and inventing new technologies. So it, because I like, I liked electronics at the time, it wasn't anything like what we have today. It was uh, CB radios and ham radios and things like that. So, but, you know, just kind of evolved with it. You know, I've, Definitely would have been a geek in today's terms back in the back when I was growing up. We didn't have that term then. We were just considered, uh, you know, like engineers or something like that. That's so funny. You know, a friend of mine just got a ham radio and she just got, I don't know what the word is, but approved or something. And now she's writing articles about it. And it's just funny. You know, some people like the old stuff and the new stuff. So it's pretty cool. I still remember my call letters, you know, KT7324. Yeah. Uh, I was Captain Kid. So when you do these skip trip on the ham radio, you try to get talk to people all over the world. So it's, it's, it's exciting what we can do. Nowadays, we can just do it on the internet. Talk to everybody around the world. (laughs) (laughs) 
That is true. Well, you know, it's interesting about the meditation at 12. My mom brought me to a TM place when I was eight. And it just, the woman kind of freaked me out because she brought me in a room and she's like, I'm going to tell you a word and you can never tell anybody ever. <laughs> kind of was like, okay. And then my, that was it. And then, okay, just say this thing over and over. And then my mom would be like, go to your room and meditate. I'm like, I don't really get it. Like it wasn't really well laid out. I'd love to hear. And I'm not saying that overall about TM, of course, but this particular situation. And it was funny, my brother, who's four years older than I, and we were adults, were like, hey, should we tell each other what the thing was? And they were so, so this vowel sounds, they were so similar. (laughs) We both had that same fear of like, we can never tell a soul. But what was it like for you? Well, we we learned to go, they called it going to levels. So you'd learn this technique of breathing and uh, visualizing and counting down from three to one. And we used GSR machines or galvanic skin response systems to to show us that our nervous system was relaxing. We didn't have neurology at that time because we used biofeedback instead of that. So we're looking at respiration, hand temperature. If our hands got warm, we knew we were relaxing. And I think that what you're saying is why most people only – it used to be 5%, but I think it's bumped up actually to about 10% of the people that start meditating continue because it's difficult and hard. People don't see the appreciable results. They don't, you know, they want the results of meditation, but they don't want to take the time to learn it. So what, what we've always done and, and I've always been part of is, if you want to call it a shortcut, you know, using a GSR where you put your fingers on, I don't know if you've ever seen them on, you can get them on Amazon still for about $150. You put your fingers on it, you can set it to 10 Hertz, which is alpha, and it'll make a beeping sound. And when you relax your brain and you relax your nervous system, it's, it slowly stops. And then we used it for sports performance because if you were nervous about your sport or whatever, or maybe you had anxiety about public speaking. So in the therapy, we would have people think about those things and be going, me, 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 you know, be going crazy. Then we'd teach them to relax and do some breathing exercises. And as soon as they could relax and breathe and see it, then the anxiety went away. You know, is and so that's how that's how I learned, and I learned it for sports because my dad uh, he, he knew I wanted to do sports, so I, I had something to visualize, you know, that I was going to do, and then my grades just improved. It's kind of like the the brain generalizes all this benefit; it doesn't just keep it in the sports area. I, I started getting being smarter in school without really learning how to be smarter. Just my brain start. I think my brain kind of evolved along with the meditation practice. That's incredible. Now, what is it? What was it called? The SIL? It's called the Silva, S-I-L-V-A. It's still really popular. There's millions of people. My dad became the uh, Southwest Michigan trainer. So we would do two seminars a month, two big seminars. They were two-day seminars. And so, you know, the kids, myself and my older brother mostly, we would go and set up the chairs. <laughs> you know, we, were, we would help him do the seminars. And if there wasn't enough people, you know, we'd sit in the front row and, and act interested. You know, so... <laughs> So, you know, we went through that for the probably the during my high school years, my friends thought I was a little crazy because I was really good at sports. So that saved me. You know, I was exceptional. And so I got a scholarship and all that. But when I started meditating by my senior year, I had a group that would meditate with me, especially in track out in the middle of the field. I just said, just just close your eyes, just visualize what you want to do. And I would teach them all. And as long as it was for sports, I found people got got it right involved. So, you know. What you're doing with TM, of course, is a little bit different where you're going to the spiritual side and tuning into that part of your nature, which is another benefit of, you know, just getting into those altered states because our, I'd like to tell people we're spiritual beings having a physical experience. So if, if we can knock away the 
chinks in the armor that we've, we've, we protect ourselves with, you know, the, the fear, the frustration, the anxiety, that that's mostly to protect our ego so that we don't get hurt, but it's hurting us by protecting us. So we need to have a way to put down those walls and just be kind of be in the flow and know that uh, all things are conspiring for our good. You know, uh, that's the one, that's the, you know, that's the belief system anyway, I think you want to develop because the other is negative, <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> we have the negative, you know, if we, if we anticipate negative things, they're going to happen just as well. So we might as well anticipate positive. So just to be clear, so was the Silva method, it was like a way of meditating then? Yes. It was okay. a two day training and they taught you, um, for example, there was one thing they did where if you and I were partners, I would, we would teach you in the seminar. And this is weird because everybody, a hundred percent of the people could do this in the seminar. We'd have them visualize a silver screen and you be my partner. You would think of somebody, you know, that has an ailment and with hundred percent accuracy during the seminar, I would be able to tell you what the ailment is on the silver screen. But after the, after the seminar, because you're preparing them for it, you're teaching them all the things to do that become like a medical intuitive. And, but after the seminar, we found that only about 40% of the people could do it outside of the seminar. And that's because, you know, you're in that state, you're practicing in your beliefs. You don't get your conscious mind in there. You're just kind of going with the flow and you're making stuff up. But we don't ever make things up. Our brain knows. And now we know the, the incredible thing is that we now know that we communicate with each other through not only through thoughts, which are scalar waves, scalar waves, but we also transmit bio photons to each other. You know, the old saying, people would say, I'm a light being. Right. Uh, now science is proving that that's true. We actually have through our dura system, it's like fiber optics through the body. Our DNA, 99% of our DNA, that junk DNA they're calling it, actually the reason they call it junk is they can't track it because every 40 seconds it changes based on your environment, based on the food you consume. Basically, we're changing every 40 seconds to adapt to our environment genetically. So uh, we can turn on and off those gene expressions like, through breathing techniques or through visualization, through meditation, we're literally turning on those healing genes and turning off the, or suppressing those uh, stress genes, if you will, the ones that cause the high cortisol levels and things like that by, by turning on our brain. And our brain is the most powerful pharmacy on earth. So if we can get it working for us instead of against us, we become pretty powerful people. That sounds amazing. I love that. The brain is our most is the most powerful pharmacy on earth. And you mentioned food in there too, and we will get to the brain tapping, but I'd love if you could just share a little bit about how important food is for our brain and what types of foods. Well, well one thing is we there's a big a big push unfortunately out there people getting Alzheimer's and dementia and really it it I would like to say it was something different but it's really sugar. Um now they're saying that's type three diabetes. So when whatever happens in your gut, there's a gut brain access, they call it. So if you have leaky gut because you're eating too much sugar and junk, we now know it's mirroring in the brain. Right. And that mirroring in the brain happens. We have a, just like we have a biome in our gut. People talk about that all the time, our gut biome, but we also have a brain biome and they, whatever happens here there, it's not separate. You know, it, it's like beads on a string. But the one thing that most people don't know why meditation is so important to keep our body healthy is our heart has 40,000 or 4,000 neutrino cells. We have a heart brain. So that heart brain actually controls both of the others. 
because if it's out of coherence, that's why even on our smartwatches, you know, I have a bio fit on now, but a bio strap, but there's could be the Apple watch, could be any, the aura ring. They all measure something called heart rate variability because we know how our nervous system regulates. That's how healthy we are. If we don't regulate, a lot, it used to be that people thought, wow, if you had an even heart rate and you never got upset, you know, but now they're finding, you know, they go, I knew Frank, he, he never got upset. How do you have a heart attack? Well, he had a heart attack because he never got upset. You know, you, you need to, you, you, we, we are very expressive beings, right? If we don't express, now sometimes we overexpress, right? And we do that with our family because they're going to take us back. But, the, <laughs> you know, the, the reality is that we need to be like, and I love what Parahansi Gananda said. He said, you know, we need to be more like babies. When babies get upset, they cry, they get over it, they play. But meantime, the parents are still fighting about what the child was doing or something for days and weeks and months. And, you know, we might even start a chain of calls because something bad happened to us. And then we go to meetings about it. And, you know, instead of just getting over it, you know, we need to have a easier way to say, put the past behind you, you know, that's the, you know, learn from the experience, move on. But it seems like there's a need for our, a, a lot of people to get even or try to balance out the scales. Sometimes life is just bad, you know, right. and you just got to get over it. You know, it, it's not like you're going to, are we really ever going to find meaning in what happened in 2020? I don't think so. It's, it was meaningless, but it, it affected us all. And we have to move forward and, you know, live our lives now to the best we can. And what, what are the best ways to do that? Obviously, meditating and brain tapping. Tell us, what is that? Well, brain tapping is a way to, I, I tell people for our whole lives, we've been taught what to think, right? And I think the missing, the real missing piece for most people out there is their capacity to think for themselves because they're looking, I mean, a good number of people are actually just looking to the news for their medical advice, not even medical doctors. You know, so, you know, the, the reality is that Brain tap is a way to teach you how to think again, but put you in a physiological state where you can do it. Because if you're in a high stress environment, then you can't think. The more stress, I mean, there, there's a reason why they say if you're getting a divorce, you lost your job, you're moving, don't make any life decisions because you're, you're not thinking right. So the best thing to do to keep this all in gear is, of course, meditation of some form. We like brain tap, of course, because I've been at the technology. But you also, physical fitness is really important. The way you physically work your body. And if you can do things, there's three exercises that I really encourage everyone to take up. It could be yoga. Do some kind of yogic exercise. Most people don't know yoga was designed primarily, almost 100% designed to get you prepared for meditation. But some people forget to meditate. The savasana after the meditate after the yogi after the yoga session, you know. And then they got all this. It's, I tell people it's like you you gassed up your Ferrari and you parked it in the garage. If you can use you can use all that energy because what happens is our body stores information. So our body is our subconscious. When Bruce Lipton said, and he's the one who uh, pretty much known for epigenetics and all of that. And so in the, when, when he speaks, he talks about how this body holds a memory. It's like your hard drive. So we have, so what yoga does and these other things I'll talk about, they're going to unlock those memories so you can clear them out because pain doesn't happen in the body. A lot of people think, oh, I've got a painful knee. No, you've got a knee that has a problem that's sending a signal to your brain. And as long as you're in beta, which is the awake conscious state we're in now, you feel pain. But if you can get out of that state, you don't feel pain anymore. It doesn't mean the pain's gone in your knee. It means the signal stopped. 
you know, pain, pain is a signal to the body. So exercise is good because it's going to uh, balance out the hemispheres. It's going to release neurotransmitters, all the, all the things that we need to act. And then if we also, we can do uh, Tai Chi or some kind of martial arts because we need to engage both sides of our body. What's happened in our school system is we only use one side of our brain. So for those people out there that are really stressed out that aren't willing to do any of these others, one exercise you can do is start writing 15 to 20 minutes a day with your opposite hand. You'll find that stress relieving. At first, it's going to be stressful, but we learn and develop through stressful events. So writing with your opposite hand actually engages a whole different part of your brain. And then your brain can use those neural circuits for problem solving. So it's like in, you're exercising the brain. And the, the third thing is learning to dance, like ballroom dancing, um, because not only are you learning moves that are mathematical, but you're moving in space. And all three of these you can't do unless you're breathing. So you can you can actually, you know, for those people that can't do any of those things, just get online and like look at Wim Hof breathing or some breathing techniques. But what's the name of that breathing you just said? Wim Wim Hof. Uh, Wim Hof is known. He's, he's known as the Iceman because through breathing alone, they've injected him with poisons and he neutralizes the poison in the system and breathes it out. And he says that anybody can do this. You just have to learn to do because our nervous system is linked to our uh, our psychology, but it's also linked to our breath. All negative emotions have one thing in common, lack of breath. Think of anger, fear, frustration, anxiety. If you've had children like you've had, you know, when they get angry, you say breathe and they just get angrier because they know if they breathe, they're going to lose their anger. As soon as you breathe, the anger goes because those are, we call them stuck states. We need flow states like happiness, joy, gratitude, you know, those kind of things. So the other is, um, I think for brain performance is stop multitasking. If you're doing what, what they found now, the studies have shown is you do two things poorly. You don't do what it's better to do one thing really well, than go to the next thing. And it stresses the brain out. In fact, we're talking with a group right now on bariatric medicine, uh, not bariatric, hyperbaric, um, to show how we can improve the brain. Cause a lot of executives have been doing this multitasking. Now their brain's suffering because it's stressing out the brain so bad. Uh, also as a, individual, you should find out what are your peak times during the day? When can you really get the most done? Now, most people just off the cuff, it's going to be in the morning, right? So that's why we say do a brain tap session in the middle of the day, because we've proven that you can reclaim 80% of the energy by doing a, a meditation in the middle of the afternoon. Every day at two o'clock, our, our body temperature drops two, degree, two degrees. That's part of the shifting. Now it increases two degrees at two in the, in the night. So our body is always doing these different fluctuations because it's cyclic and we're tuned into our brain. So, and I think the other is to make an effort. It really make an effort to be positive. And the reason I say that is we know that an optimistic person has a, a more fully functioning immune system. And a lot of these problems we're having today are really attacking our immunity they're uh not just covid that's just one thing but i mean just just overall just the 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 things that are ailing america in, or the human race have to do with your our immune system being compromised and you know if you live in a state of fear or anxiety or stress then that's the first thing that needs to be resolved and then that will improve your sleep because sleep is how we you know think of your problems right now as your hero's journey because we're 
we only learn through stress. So our subconscious knows in order for us to learn and grow and develop, it pushes us out of our, just like we, a bird gets pushed out of the nest. We get pushed out of our comfort zone. And depending upon if we feel safe out there or not, we learn and grow. If we don't feel safe, then we go back into our comfort zone, into our shell. But if we get, uh, sleep is so important with, with two-thirds of America not sleeping. So that means if you look to the right and look to the left and you're not the one having problems sleeping, those two are, you know, there's a problem out there. And I think it has to do with, and that's really um, sleep in the brain. They say if you if you have poor sleep three nights in a row, you're driving a vehicle as the equivalent of drive, drinking a six pack of beer and then driving because all of your, you've delayed all of your senses. So that's really important. So I think there's, there's a few things we could talk about as far as channeling productivity and motivation, but those are some of the big high-level things that they can start doing. Yeah, those are incredible. This, this is so fascinating. So talk to us about exactly what brain tapping is. Okay. So brain tapping uses light, sound, and vibration. Hmm. And, and we also have an app on your telephone. Oh, cool. So you can, you can do it without the headset that we have created, and I'll tell you the, what the difference is between the two. So let's start with just the app alone. Our ears take in 25,000 pieces of information every second. Every one of us has had the experience. We're in a restaurant. We're having a conversation with somebody. And then somebody three tables over says something like they might say, you know, longevity, or they might say savvy or whatever is a buzzword for us. Right. And we hear that word, but we don't hear the rest of the conversation because our brain is really good at filtering out all this information and noise. So we have to come up with a very unique sound. What we did is we used binaural beats, isochronic tones, and sophigio frequencies, and noge frequencies. And we included music. So these five sound proponents are all mixed together. I kind of tell people it's kind of like making, um, you know, some kind of spaghetti sauce. We're mixing in all the ingredients. And of course, these ingredients are good on their own. But when we mix them together in our algorithm, we call it NeuroConnect. Because we know the brain will follow it. Now, we know the brain follows sound and converts the sound to energy. So we get really good results with just the app. And it's easier. It's less expensive for people. And we're in 120 different countries with people using it. Now, when they add the headset, the, the component is, that we add is light. And the reason light's so important is light is the most underprescribed nutrient on earth right now especially when they tell us to go inside our houses, you know, don't go outside, whatever. We, our bodies are designed for the Serengeti. We're designed to be outside 18 hours a day. Every cell of our body has something called chromoforms, which means that we absorb light. When I said we are light beings, we cannot exist without light. That's why they have a disorder called seasonal affective disorder. So we need that light. Now, synthetic lights like we're under here, if you have healing lights, that's great. They sell them. You can have them full spectrum lights for your home. Those are, those are really good. But most of the time, we're not getting all the light that we need because the, our sun is so bright, uh, a light in your home is not even going to, it's going to be like one-tenth, not even that, one percent of what the sun's light will do. So that light actually triggers what we're doing. So what we're doing, we put light in through the eyes and through the ears. So let me explain what's happening there. We, we can adjust the brain by using sound. In our, let's say we want to get the brain to 10 hertz frequency, just happens to be alpha. That's where people usually go when they meditate. So we're going to put a 200 hertz frequency in one ear and a 210 hertz frequency in the other. Now, the brain, you'd think the brain would hear both of those two frequencies and be confusing. No, the brain hears a phantom sound of only 10 hertz. 
Now, the weird thing is that most people can't wrap their head around is your brain's doing that all the time. We're never hearing just one sound. We're mixing all the sounds all the time. And then that's why when we hear a new language, it you, our brain can't figure it out because it's used to hearing our language, right? Unless you know how to speak two languages or three languages. So what the light's doing with the eyes is we're mirroring what's happening in the right ear with the left eye so that we can get cross-lateral education going. Most of our, in our research, what we've shown, like with dementia, ADHD, almost every issue is an imbalance in brain function. And what we mean by that is the communication between the hemispheres isn't there. When you think a thought, you're, you don't just think a thought and it all just pops up. You activate actually eight or more places in your brain. So if, if it's even one millisecond behind, that's an eternity for the brain. Because we're thinking at the speed of thought, right? It's not, it's not like we're going to go get something. It's all there. So we take it for granted. So that light is actually feeding energy into the brain. And what happens is those chromoforms I talked about take in energy and convert it to something called ATP. ATP is the currency of the cells. So the brain tap is feeding the brain energy through vasodilation, blood flow, circulation, nitric oxide release. Now, the reason we put it in the ears, in we have a device that actually measures this, but in America, we measure flow of ner the nervous system through the spine, like a chiropractor would. You know, we have this energy. We know this energy flows up the spine. And even in yoga, they say we're only as young as our spine is flexible. So in what they say in chiropractic is the spine is the keyboard to the brain. So these are the kind of the same things. Now, if we were to go to India, which we do a lot of work in India, we're very fortunate to get over there and do some work. They look at the chakra system, right? So people have heard of these energy centers. Well, these energy centers actually correlate with the same centers of the spine. They just call them something different. So in China, they call it the meridian system. So we have these, they're all the three same different systems. It's just in America, we want to call it the spine and nervous system. And in China, it's the chakras. I mean, it's the meridians. But what we show is through the ears, all the meridians, all the highways of meridians come into the ears, both ears. And all the blood in your body goes through the ears every three to four minutes. So if we want to blood dope, which means we want to give light to the body, one of the best ways to do it is through the ears. So we have red and blue light, which actually mimics the light from the sun and it's sun up and sun down, which they now know that if you do some sun gazing, which they call it, you look that up, that you can actually reset your gut biome by, by doing that. So this light actually affects the way we metabolize and digest food, the way we think, the way we respond. So we've mimicked what I like to tell people is we've taken some ancient traditions and we modified them with modern technology. We're taking, so we've taken this and to give you an example, you might've with your husband at some point sat down next to a fire and you said, wow, this is so romantic. Uh, the reason that it's romantic is not just that there's a fire going there. That fire is actually crackling and popping at 10 Hertz frequency. Our brain mirrors anything in its environment. So the planet has a resident frequency. If you and I were on a spaceship coming toward Earth, we could measure the frequency of the Earth from 0 0.01 to 100. If we were near a volcano going off, it might be near 100. If we're on a mountaintop, it's 7.8 hertz frequency. happens to be theta. If we're near the ocean, it's 10 hertz frequency. happens to be alpha. So these all trigger different neurological activities in our body. So what we're doing is we're mirroring 
if we were near the ocean or near the mountains, whatever, we're creating that vibratory frequency while they have it on their head through light, sound, and vibration. Then we're adding in, in that state, you also have something called hypernesia, super memory. And we've all had this happen too. <clears throat> you're waking up in the morning, you're not quite up, and you hear a song on the radio. Maybe you don't even like it, but all day long that song plays in your head. That's because you heard that song in a state of theta. And, and that's a very impressionable state. Now, the next day, if you didn't hear that song again, it just washed out because it wasn't meaningful. So our brain only remembers those things that are uniquely marked out, like good times and bad times, right? It doesn't remember every drive you had to work or every time you, you, know, you did something, like eat breakfast. But if you had a unique breakfast at a special restaurant when you were on vacation somewhere, you'd remember that. Do you understand? So what we're doing is we're, we're marking it out with some special ingredients, right? Some special sounds that aren't available anywhere else. So the brain's going, hey, what's going on? What's happening there? We're giving it light patterns that it's not used to. Now, everything in the known universe is flickering. It's all vibrating and resonating. Nothing is still. You know, um, <clears throat> nothing is actually solid. Everything is, uh, everything we perceive in our world is more than 99.99999 to almost infinite space. <laughs> you know, so it's information. So we're, we're actually using what might be termed energy medicine because we live in an energy economy. Right now, if you can have energy to spend time with your family, your friends, your coworkers after work, you're happy. You know, at work, it's it's pretty natural to become the walking zombies after a while. But but when you're off work, you want to have energy. You want, and it would be nice to have energy at work, too. So how you do that is you've got to reboot the brain. So in the morning, we have sessions that we call digital coffee. We're going to wake up the brain. So let's say that you are missing the beta alpha connection, which you need about 45% beta, 30% alpha. This gives you sustainable energy through the day. But most people we scan have way too much beta, so they, they push it over to anxiety and stress disorders. That's when the meditations come in, they calm it down. We want to increase that alpha. Now, if you don't have alpha activity, we have sessions for that too, you would be displaying autistic behavior because autistic children do not have alpha or very little of it. Now, most adults, by the way, are missing theta, and that's why GABA, the neurotransmitter GABA, is in such demand out there, and people are researching it, because GABA also triggers that uh, DMT kind of experience that people want, the dreams and the, the visualization that happens during meditation. That happens because you've tripped out into theta, and you started producing more GABA, and because we have the world's greatest pharmacy, we're triggering that hallucinogenic, because we have receptor sites. We have... Uh, whether it be cannabinoid receptors, like getting high, we right. have those. We can trigger those receptors ourselves. We have opioid receptors, like taking drug medicine. We we know, like myself, I went through painless surgery where they took a piece of my shoulder and put it over here with a screw through it, with nothing more than my dad's voice uh, guiding me through the process. So, you know, pain is actually optional in this reality. We just have to learn how to use our brain to do that. That is so amazing. So, if somebody is utilizing the brain tapping. Should they also have a meditation practice? Like, well, how are they different and how are they yeah, the same? So we, we do have ones that are just the algorithm with no words, no music. And people usually will do their practice with those oh, okay. because it puts you into the physiological state. You don't need that. That's a personal preference. Uh, you know, if you have a spiritual practice or you have a meditation practice, 
you're going to find this is going to take you deeper. One of the things in the 30 years since we've been scanning people, in the last 10 years, we've had equipment that we could actually evaluate the nervous system. And the unfortunate thing is most people are actually stressing out their nervous system when they meditate. And we've, we've shown that to them. We've only had a handful of people that actually meditate and get the brain change that they really want. And we can show them. I mean, we have people come, I med- I've been meditating for 20 years. I don't need this machine. We go, you know, this is great. Let's do a test with your nervous system. You go over there and meditate. Come back. And we've even done this with gurus in India. They, they've usually tested pretty well. I mean, somebody who's been practicing. But we've had a few people that even though they were master meditators, we put them on the brain tap and we got 19 to 20% improvement in their in their nervous system function. And then after that, they go, wow, now I can go deeper into my own practice because we've taught them physiologically. Our brain, you know, when, when you learned, do you speak more than one language? Uh, I used to you, speak a lot of Spanish, but it's been a long time. But at one point, yes. So, yeah, if, if you used it, when you learn a second language, we have a brain circuit that doesn't shut down. As long as you learn two languages. So for you, it'd be easier for you to learn a third language than somebody to learn a second language that's never learned it. Because once that brain circuit shuts down, basically it's like unplugged. And the brain says, we don't need to be, we need to conserve energy. But if, so as we're practicing and meditating, if we go to a deeper state or we have that, that's why like plant-based medicines are so popular now. So people have these, um, psilocybin trips or, you know, these different ones in clinical settings where right. they maybe for PTSD or anxiety and they're using, we do a lot with brain tap with that because we can mimic what they're getting. We can mimic, we have gamma, gamma sessions that mimic somebody doing a psilocybin trip, but you don't have to do the psilocybin. Oh, nice. So we can trigger that because it's actually a brainwave state. Most people don't understand how drugs work. Drugs work because we have receptors in our body that trigger an internal reaction, not because the drug's doing anything. It's our body that's doing everything, but it it becomes a trigger. That's why they say, oh, that one didn't work. Let's try this one. And then you go out and become the guinea pig and see if it works for you. When I think, why not you just use your own neuropharmacy first? And if that doesn't work, obviously you can get some, you can take neurotransmitters or you can take some different medicines if you need to, but it's always best to use your own. You know, Dr. Porter, you said something that struck me about that, that people, sometimes the meditation stresses them out. Did I hear that correctly? If you can expand on that, because I find meditating stressful because I feel like I'm always, my brain is all over the place. So I'm constantly bringing it back, bringing it back. But then I people say, yeah, but that's what it is. Like everyone's brain's going all over the place. Right. That's what they think. So you have to be taught. This is what I'm saying. You have to be trained how to think about those events. If you just bring them up in psychology, we call this revivication, which means that you're reliving them in that stressful event becomes even more stressful. You basically anchor it in. But if you learned a technique like uh, we need to get you to do some of the brain tapping so you can see hear what I'm talking about. Yeah, first definitely. Step, we have to teach you to when Einstein said you can't simultaneously solve a problem on the same level it was created, you have to go to the solution state, then return with the solution mind to the problem and solve it. And I'm kind of paraphrasing to, to make it sense here. But what he's saying is we have to get you out of the, the mess in order to look at it from a disassociated viewpoint. Right. Have the, prob- have the solution in mind, go back and solve it. And then once you do that, the brain learns to solve problems by not being so caught up into it. And just like I'm sure you have friends that call you and say, I'm having this dilemma. I can do this or I can do that. What do you want to do? And it's easy for you to make the decision because either one, 
you don't have to live with the consequences unless it's going to affect you, right? If, so they're, they're doing that because they're too close to it, right? Right. So they're asking somebody who's a third party, but what if you became the third party for yourself and started consulting with yourself? That's what meditation's about. The the real the main thing the one of the main benefits I feel meditation is that we we speak to ourselves all day long, and eighty percent of the time, eighty to ninety five percent, depending on the person, speak to themselves negatively. They say that if if we spoke to other people the way we speak to ourselves, we'd have no friends. So that's what's happening. That monkey mind. So if we can retrain the brain during that time, so there's in actually like in um, there's a lot of people like in shamanism that's becoming really popular now. In shamanism, you have to go through what they call the death ritual. You you literally visualize yourself dying in every conceivable way, so you realize that you are not going to die, because that's one of the biggest fears we have as humans is that we're not we're not we're going to expire before we realize our full potential and it's just a kind of an underlying nagging and that's why in um, shamanism they say live each day like it's your last but prepare as if you're going to live forever you know so you, you know, a lot of people do the other you know they live every like this is their last day but they have no preparation <laughs> right so when you're meditating it's good to have a long view of things but it, that's why gratitude, like whatever the affirmation or the word, the vowels they were giving you, that that's meant to calm down that monkey mind because you you can't listen to yourself and listen to another at the same time. Now, what we've done with BrainTap to supersede that is we have sessions where I'm speaking in the middle of the brain, then I'm talking to the right brain, I'm talking to the left brain, I'm talking to the right brain, I'm talking to the left brain. So we're exercising the brain to operate at a much higher level, and then the monkey mind gets turned off. Wow. So people go into these, these super states and they have these experiences. So we'll get you, we'll make sure you get hooked up and, and even your listeners can go and, and get the app and, and try it out. Because even without the headset, you can still reach these levels uh, because we have to, I tell people, I prefer Tai Chi for the mind, which means we don't fight force against force. In Tai Chi, we take energy, we move the energy. All those thoughts need to be dealt with. So that they are true. That is part of meditation. But if you don't know what to do with those thoughts, they basically just come right back again. But what if we could file them away permanently so they don't have to show up again? You've dealt with them. It's kind of like you have this inbox that's so full that you you bring it down, but then the next day all those things you thought you dealt with, they push them back, they put them back on there because it hasn't been dealt with. And whether it is forgiveness, whether it is just gratitude, whatever, there's a lot of different emotional stickers we could put on those. But once somebody gets into, you know, the reason I like brain tapping, and I've been doing it since the 80s, since I invented the technology, and I still do some practices myself, I, I do other meditations because I enjoy them, uh, is because you just press play and go for it. That's amazing. No, you don't have to do anything. And you're going to get a, I know the neurological bump that I'm going to get so that's why in the afternoon when I was talking about that dump drop in temperature, if I do a brain tap, I now have another morning, which is my most productive time. So because I've reclaimed 80% or more of my energy, I now have an afternoon full of productivity instead of, you know, having to go get coffee, tea or chocolate or some way to stimulate my system. We're, we're electrical beings. We're, we're really energy beings, light energy beings. And, but we're, we feed our, too many times our medical community thinks we're mechanistic or we're just these machines, and that's not true at all. We have a we have a superpower that we don't even know about right now, but life's trying to train us to use it. 
you know, in some people are finding it and they're, they're, they find their quote superpower, whatever that is, you know, dealing with crisis or maybe they're the ones that can calm people down or maybe they're the, they're the person that can sing or dance or whatever is doing it to, to help their community feel better. You know, there are people out there doing those things right now. Yeah, that's huge. So, so someone like me. So I don't have a meditation practice, but I do try and then I give up and <laughs> I feel badly. Like, people listen to the show, we've been doing this show for eight years, have heard me say this, so I'm not the best example. My husband, on the other hand, he's been meditating religiously for 20 years and he does yoga every day and he does Tai Chi. I'm like, he's going to so outlive me. But anyway, that's <laughs> whole other story. I got to get started, Dr. Porter. Um, yeah. But my question is, so I would do the brain tapping, right? Now he would do it and he would go deeper because he already has been meditating. So do I need to... Does someone have to have a meditation practice already for this to be more effective? Okay, tell us all that. Yeah, yeah, we designed it. Uh, I've been working with doctors for years. Uh, in about four years ago, we opened it up to just anybody could buy it uh, because you don't have to have any practice. What we found, we the one study that we published last uh, May through the NIH was uh, we took 100 people, 55, 65 years old, no meditation practice. And we said, let's measure your nervous system before and after. And we found out there's nine parameters we were looking at, but the main one was stress indicators. Like we were able to lower their stress indicators by 39.8% in one session. Now we, we followed them for one month, doing it at least three times a week. Now, if you do it more, it's going to be better. But three times a week, because the nervous system wants to reboot every 72 hours. So it wants to go back to whatever it thinks your normal is until you change that normal. You know, with practice, you're going to change that normal. But that became their normal baseline. So instead of them having to go down to that relaxed state, now they could go even deeper into relaxation and get that deeper that deeper state. And the deeper you go, the more you're going to have those that total state of relaxation and surrender that you're going to have more focus on your life. You're going to be more present. That's what most people say. And I, we tell people just press play to change And our doctors. Uh, what they do is they usually send their patients home and we have 2,300 clinics in America. They send their patients home with the app because the, the equipment for some people is expensive at $600. So, you know, people will, you know, but they can do the app for as low as $10 oh, wow. and they can, there's actually, um, if you if you want to share the link for 99 cents, they get a copy of my book, and they can also get 15 days on the app with that 99 cents and figure out if it's something they want to do. They just go to braintap.pro and and sign up, and they can you know they'll get a copy of the book. It'll explain it. It'll explain more about the science and give some examples. But it's, the book is called Thrive and Overdrive because we live in a we live in such a culture that everybody wants it fast and easy, you know, they, they want to meditate and just practice three times and be Gandhi, you know, <laughs> and that's not going to happen, right? It's, it's going to take practice and it's cumulative, but even there's a saying, a little bit of something's better than a whole lot of nothing. So um, just a little bit, like if you started what your husband's doing, <clears throat> those are <clears throat> three really good things for his nervous system. And of course there's no guarantees how long somebody's going to live, but we do know that if we can get our nervous system moving and breathing, you know, the recovery is so important. So, um, you know, like in, in my case, if I'm doing yoga or Tai Chi and I was, I went to Wudong mountain where they invented Tai Chi and trained with the monks there for three weeks, just because I wanted to have the experience. It's like being in a Chinese movie, you know, doing martial arts in the middle of these temples and they do the same thing. They, they will do 
Tai Chi all day, and then they meditate three times a day. So, and, and I thought, wow, they know something. They know how to maximize their body and their mind's potential. They had a little girl there. She was not even up to my chin. And we're just standing there. She turns and jumps and kicks a 10-foot high basketball rim without even warming up. And I'm like, wow, how did, how did you do that? She goes, well, this is what I do. This is my life. You know, she wants to someday be um, in martial arts movies, and I hear she's she had the looks for it, and she definitely had the physical ability. So I'm sure she's going to be very successful. Oh, that is so cool! So, how long does a brain tap session last? Depending on the time you have and what you want to accomplish, our morning sessions are between ten and fifteen minutes. That's why we call them digital coffee. They're going to wake up the brain. There's a a brainwave frequency called SMR, sensory motor rhythm. Now, in the middle of the day, we recommend a 20-minute session, but if you need to, you just do a 10-minute. That's all you have. But we have more 20-minute sessions than any other length. And then at night, we have quite a number of 30-minute sessions because they drop. You, you don't have to wear the headset at night. You can just wear the earbuds and then just go right to sleep because it's going to train the brain to go into deep delta, and that's what you need to clean out the brain. If you're not reaching deep delta, you're never detoxing the brain. So we, we need to get the people back sleeping again so we can get our brains functioning correctly yeah absolutely so if you're doing it on the app it doesn't have the lights and how important are is that aspect of it the lights well the lights are faster they get things done our late our latest study we did in australia we did a sleeping study with coal miners and um after we got them to stop drinking to do the study uh, <laughs> which was something <laughs> step, the uh, uh what we found was the people doing the app alone because we had people not doing anything people doing the app people doing the app in the headset the people doing the app in the apple app and headset both reached the same place but the people with the headset reached it in three weeks the people with the app alone reached in six weeks so it just takes a little bit longer for you to train how to do it and you're not going to get the same energy because the light is energy the photaic energy our body will bring it in. But we're also converting all the sounds. Like we've, we've all been to parties and maybe we didn't want to be there, but they started playing songs from our high school or whatever. Right. And we start tapping our toes. We start getting energy. And pretty soon that friend that brought us said, I thought you didn't want to come. We go, well, because we converted that sound to energy. If it's music we like, if it's not music we like, then it drains our energy, right? And the same with people we don't like, you know, so we call those energy vampires, you know, they, they, they rob you of your energy and things of that nature. Yeah. I definitely want to try this. I think it sounds so incredible. And for me, it feels like a way that I could get into a practice. Like if I was doing this, then maybe it would make me my, having a small meditation practice. Cause I don't want to put too much pressure, right. Just starting with a few minutes and, right. and see how it goes. Have you found that with people that when they start brain tapping, if they want to move into meditation, it's an easier transition. Oh, yeah. We have we have people. I mean, if even if you started in the middle of the afternoon when you have that low, everybody has it just before you. You can still have your coffee if you want or whatever, but do a meditation, do a 10 minute or 20 minute session. You might find you don't need it. And if you don't need it, then your body's going to regulate on its own, which is the, the best way to stay healthy, you know, is to get it regulating on its own. Wow. Well, is there anything that you wanted to add today, Dr. Porter? I can't wait to try it, and you'll have to come back, and I'll share my experience. I mean, it just it sounds incredible, and we're under so much tremendous stress, and we have to do something to just get that optimism, get that joy, get that balance back. I think that, you know, if people want to learn more, just, just follow us on social media. We're doing the dementia study right now. Our pilot study was phenomenal. Really? We got 49% neuroplasticity in six weeks. Uh, we had a 58% uh, 
what they call reorganization scores with these were people with dementia they were diagnosed with dementia and after six weeks the doctor said they wouldn't have diagnosed them anymore they didn't all their cambridge testing came back as not dementia and it just took six weeks now that was with the headset because they had the full full program so you know they're People need to understand you can improve your brain at any age. We did a brain scan a couple of weeks ago with a 102-year-old woman and had a 20% neurological improvement, and her biological age dropped from 90 to uh, 64 years old. She was really happy because we have an age of our nervous system, and we have an age, a biological age. And, you know, like Wayne Dyer says, never let an old person inhabit your body. We want, and you're really, that's why they say you're only as young as your spine is flexible. Right. right? So. If we can stay flexible and stay, that's really the talking about is the nervous system is regulating. So if, if you can regulate your nervous system and breathing and meditation is a key part of that. And just know that the brain can be changed. I think most, so many people are, they're still living under the old assumption that we get a fixed brain and we can't change it. And that's the only way it is, but we can change it. It just takes practice and be willing to go. Anything worth doing well is worth doing terrible at first. We need to you can't, you don't have to be perfect at first. Look for a progress, you know, you know, see, see how you do and, the, and, you know, download the app and see how it responds. And then of course, if you want to take the next step, then we have the headset, you know, that's the, the way it works. Now you mentioned scans. So people have to come to you for that. It's not that important, but for the clinics it is because they have people coming in that are sick. But if you have a, a smartphone or a smartwatch, like the bios, the bios strap now, they put on their app a place for brain tappers where you can click a button. And if you're a brain tapper using the bio strap, you can do your own HRV reading. Really? Wow. So you, if you have a way to measure the metrics, you can do it that way. If you're somewhere and you want to go into one of the clinics that have one of our uh, analysis machines, you just contact us and we would we would put you in touch with one of the clinics. Okay. Well, give us all the information again, Dr. Porter. Right. If they, if they want to start out and read more, get the book for 99 cents, just go to braintap.pro and there'll be an order there. It's 99 cents. You'll get a copy of my book and you'll get 15 days on the app. Then after that, you can choose if you want to continue or you just cancel it, you know, whatever you want to do at that point. Uh, if they follow us on social media, they can follow it. Hashtag BrainTap or hashtag Dr. Patrick Porter, Dr. Patrick Porter. And every Wednesday night is a night if, if people haven't started a practice at seven o'clock Eastern time, unless the Internet goes down, which it has done a few times for me. But if, if it's there, I do a live meditation every Wednesday night on my Instagram account oh. on BrainTap's Instagram. So they can tune in there and get it for free every Wednesday night and start learning a little bit more about how we use visualization to, we're doing that to transform the world really to bring peace and harmony to the planet because I'm a firm believer in the morphogenetic field theory because they've proven it, that if you, if you help, if you do something to help yourself, you're actually helping everyone in the world. So do something good for yourself you know, get your body back in harmony and it's going to have a rippling effect out into your community and, and into the world. Oh, I think that is so beautiful. Dr. Porter, I've learned so much. This has been such a wonderful experience. Thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to having you back after I try it. Okay. Well, be great. We'll look forward to working with you. Naturally Savvy Podcast is sponsored by Morphus for Menopause. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH.
Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.